Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and evermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who is seated on high? Who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Happen to be, uh, we have many praises today. Actually, one more praise today. I just got to know that um, the family of Daniel and Joe and Maverick, they have their new member of their family. Oakley was born last month, and today they are here with their daughter, Oakley. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So glad. So, life is. Amen to God's will. Amen means true. It is true. So we live to make God's will be true. And what is God's will? What is God's will? It is hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To his respond to his creation, respond to all he created and made, who we are. We respond to the Lord that hallelujah. So Psalm 113 is one of the Hallel Psalms. In Hebrew, Hallel means praise. So traditionally, Israelites and pilgrims. Praise these psalms as, as they marching into Jerusalem to celebrate their salvation, Passover. But what about us? We are church. We are also celebrating our own Passover, our salvation through Jesus Christ on the cross. As we marching not only to the church, as we're marching into the world, because Jesus sent us into the world, our daily life, with the good news, Jesus Christ, who loved us and died for us and saved us. So, are you praising? Are you praising hallelujah in your life? Are we, as a church, living amen? We make God's will praising Lord in true as a church through our ministries. I believe we do. And we are so people of hallelujah for two reasons. For the nature of God and the works of God. So first, who is God? What is the nature of God? What is, a, what is God? Verse 2 and 3 says, Blessed be the name of the Lord 
from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So the name of the Lord means God himself. God himself. The name of the Lord, it's God's nature, connects the time, our time, and the space. Right? How? How God connects our time and space? It is like oceanic feeling, I told you. A theologian says, describe our salvation as oceanic feeling. So we are all like little creeks. We are like little streams. And we flow in our time and visit many places. Then we come together and become river. Then eventually, ultimately, we become ocean, which is God. So we are in the being ocean. We are now a creek, but we know we will be an ocean. That accepting that, that motion, the feeling, that oceanic feeling, that's our salvation. So the name of the Lord connects our memory, our memory of a space and time. It's like your loved one, like your mother. When you think about your mother, it connects you, your time. Maybe you don't even know when you were like infant. But you know your mother was holding you. Maybe the playground, you're playing with your friend when you were a little one. That place and your time as a child connects because of your name of your friend. Right? Then when we praise in the name of the Lord, what does connect you? The memories of the Lord Memory of the space and time you've been to, or you will be. What are those memories, time and space connect when we praise the Lord? And foremost, it, it is important because the name of the Lord connects us from finite to infinite. We are finite, we are limited, we are mortal. But when we praise the Lord, we connect ourselves with the Lord, which is infinite, immortal. It is our eternal life. So praising the Lord, hallelujah, is transcending myself, here and now, my reality, to live by God. Infinite God. And that is our hope. That is our hope. It's not just get over this little problem I'm facing now. Fix my finance right now. Fix my relationship, broken relationship right now. It's way over from finite to infinite. So, verse 4 praises 
The Lord is high above all nations, and His glory above the heavens. We know Israel was underdog, always surrounded by powerful nations, empires, and they oppress them, afflict Israel all the time. But they praise the Lord so they could transcend their reality and living by God. Living with His word and commandments, they could find hope in God whose sovereignty is over all nations. Right? The history proved it. Egyptian Empire, Assyrian Empire, Babylonian Empire, Roman Empire, they all perished before Christ, before Yahweh. Right? It's not just dreaming or just 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 you know afterlife kind of you know hope. Abstract hope. It is reality. The history proved it. So, what reality we transcend when we praise the Lord? We pray, just we praise the Lord. And you respond to God in your daily life. And what reality do you transcend? We are all surrounded by oppressions, right? What a affliction we are facing with our finance, with our unstable health, with our broken relationships, right? And all this whole sinful and broken world we are surrounded by. Seems there is no hope. But we are here we gather to praise the Lord, to transcend our reality. Do you have hope? As you worship, as you respond to God, not always joy, not always thankfulness. Sometimes we respond to God with resentment, our grief and sorrow, Anger, we respond to God. Do you transcend your reality in your praise? What if we don't? What if we don't transcend, if we don't praise the Lord, and if we don't transcend our reality, then what happened? Then there is no hope. You are the hope. I am the hope for your family, for your company, for your friends. Right? You are maybe the only Christian, only one who prays in your group, maybe in your family, maybe in your neighborhood. Right? We are. Christianity is minority in this country. We are. And we know many Christians, they don't know how to praise the Lord. They, they don't transcend their reality. They suffer and struggle as same as the other people, non-believers. 
So we must praise the Lord and transcend our reality so people around us have hope because we are called to be the hope of the world, the light of the world. Amen? It's not like your choice. You've, you are a Christian, then you must be the light of the world. You must be the hope for your friends, hope for your spouse, hope for your children, hope for your co-workers. The second reason for hallelujah, our hallelujah, is the works of God. Kenosis. It's a Greek word. Empty ourselves. Empty himself. We are not the only one transcend ourselves, but God did also. God transcended himself. How? In verse 5 and 9, he says, who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high and who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren women a home, making her the joyous mother of children. This is exactly the reality of Israel after Babylonian invaded and devastated the nation, whole nation. They lost their babies. They lost their children. They lost their husband. They lost their everything. But God, but God, they praise the Lord, the Lord God, who looks down far down. Because God has this preferred interest for the needy and poor. And ultimately how God emptied himself by incarnation, by change of his essence from divinity to humanity, from immortal to mortal through Jesus Christ. There's no, there's no one like this. There's no God like this in the history of mankind, any, any other religion, even close. God become a man and humbled himself so much and even died, took our eternal condemnation, took our fate and changed our fate. That's how God did kenosis. And it is because his steadfast love, never-changing love. How amazing is this? This is why we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This fearless God. Fearless God. Right? God was fearless. And Jesus warned us, church, to be the kenosis as well. Emptying ourselves by carrying our own cross. Why? Because, look at the world. Jesus changed you and me. The one in our heart. But we are still mortal. Right? We get sick. 
We can lose our house, we can lose our job, we can get, you know, we can get into accident. And look at the world, how broken and evil the world. So the task is for us. Jesus changed us first to change the world. Oh, DJ, yeah, that's very um, ambitious uh, expectation. How can we change the world? The, our government can change the world. Nobody can change the world. How can we change the world? But you believe, I believe Jesus changed you and me. And he changed the whole world. Amen. How Jesus changed us? How changed us? We didn't change. We still don't listen to Jesus. We still don't follow Jesus. Even we come in church. We are not perfect. Right? How? God changed himself. Same way as the candle says, God changed himself to change us. So we must love the unlovable. We must be able to see the beauty, the image of God, the tov, good, excellency in the people, the broken people. And we must forgive the unforgivable because Jesus forgiven them. Can we? Can we, our church, can you and I, can we change ourselves? Can we change ourselves to change our product, our community, people here? I mean, you don't have to go, you know, this, this that far, our community. What about your families, your nieces, nephews, even your spouse, maybe yourself? Can we change them by change us? But if we keep filling ourselves, filling ourselves, stuffed ourselves with the possessions and desire for higher, more, better. And there's no change in the world. There's no change in the world. Change begins with welcoming other people, inviting people to your life, our life. But if you're stuffed, no space for others, then how can we change them? We know Jesus emptied himself. And so large space he made for all of us. Jesus always have available space for you and me, anyone. Because Jesus always looked down, far down. The lower and lower, the lesser and lesser, and the worse and worse. His eyes on down there. And he has so much space. So he welcomes everyone. And he changed the world. We need to empty ourselves. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My fellow servants of the Lord. Our fearless, our fearless God invite us into his life. The eternal 
by involving with our life in brokenness and intervened in our eternal problem, the sin to death, and gave us the eternal life. So there is no, none like our God. There is no other religion in the human history. So, Apostle Paul said this, For the word of cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Friends, we must be stupid to the world. Don't try to be smart. Don't try to be wise to the world. Then they don't come. They don't change. Let's be stupid to the world as we follow Jesus because we believe this is the power of God. So we are defeated, but Jesus won. We fail. But Christ succeeds. We die. We will die. But Christ lives. And it is our victory. It is our victory. And it is our life. You and I already are in this life. So we live by the faith of resurrection. So, so friends, today I'd like to close with having a moment of contemplation, time of meditation, as we sing along with the praise in this song called There Is None Like You, or you just, you know, meditate with these questions. Am I praising the Lord in my life? Am I connected my time and my space with the Lord? And am I oppressed for any reason and not able to praise the Lord? 